Hey soul surfers, welcome back to Waves of Consciousness with My Spiritual Ocean. My name is Alicia. Today we are going to ride the Law of Assumption wave. I know we ride that wave a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about you being the only cause of your reality, how it's not your fault, and we're also going to talk about karma. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Have you heard these kinds of statements in the manifestation community? Statements like, you are the only cause or you caused it. And while these statements do have some truth to them, they can be very triggering for people and understandably so, especially if they're new to manifestation and new to the law of assumption and this experience. And the reason this can be so triggering is because people tend to take those statements personally and then they start blaming themselves and shaming themselves for the things that they've experienced in their lives. Now, I find this to be especially true for people who experience trauma or who were made to feel like everything was their fault or were blamed for everything as a child. But just because you are the cause of your reality doesn't mean it's your fault. So let's look at this more in depth so I can show you the power behind accepting the truth that you are the cause of your reality. Because let me tell you, mastering this knowledge, it's going to be one of the greatest things you ever learn and then do for yourself in your life. Let's start off by talking about what it means to be the cause of your experience. And being the cause of your experience means just that. You are the one affecting your 3D reality experience through your thoughts and assumptions, your emotions, and your behaviors. And this compilation of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors is otherwise known as one's belief system or their self-concept. If you'd like more detailed information about belief systems, what goes into them, how they work, and how to change them for good, you can check out episode seven of this podcast for more information. All right, so back to what we were talking about, which was the belief systems. So those belief systems, the circumstances that you're currently experiencing are a result or the effect of those belief systems. So another layer to this that I like to consider is the way that you're experiencing and the meaning that you're giving to your experiences or your circumstances is showing you your belief systems. So think about that statement, you reap what you sow. Okay, so the belief systems that you're embodying and living by, that's what you're sowing or putting out. And your 3D reality experience and circumstances are showing you experiences to match that belief system. So that's what you're reaping from the belief system that you're putting out. So that's what it means to be the cause of your reality. Everything starting with you, your belief systems, that's what's affecting the things that are happening in your reality. Well, your 3D reality is an effect of that, okay? So let's talk about the difference between cause and fault because this is where I think this is why it can be so triggering, these words, this cause, is most people confuse cause with fault. So what's the difference between the two? Well, let's start with cause and what cause means. Now, predictionary.com, cause as a noun, is a person or thing that acts happens or exists in such a way that some specific thing happens as a result. It's the producer of an effect. On the other hand, fault has multiple meanings that are going to showcase my view on this topic, but 
a couple of these meanings include a defect or imperfection, responsibility for failure or a wrongful act, and even to find fault with, blame, or censure. Taking all of these meanings into consideration, I describe cause to be a more neutral statement, whereas fault is a more emotionally charged statement that holds an element of judgment with it. So you can even see that in the description where it talks about blame or something being defective. And when you consider those kinds of words, when you're talking or thinking about yourself, that doesn't really feel very good. And it can even be triggering, especially if you had experiences where you were made to feel that way when there was no truth to it. So an example of this would be being blamed for a sibling's wrongdoings in childhood or being shamed or feeling like there was something wrong with you because you didn't do something the way someone wanted you to right away or feeling like there was something wrong with you because you didn't do it the way they wanted you to do it at all. Now that we've covered the difference between cause and fault, let's dive more deeply into what it means to be the only cause of your experience and why it's actually very empowering information to know. Now, I first want to caveat this by saying that you are not the cause of your childhood experiences, okay? A child is at the mercy of and depends on the adults around them to show them the ways of the world and how to interact with it as well as how to interact with themselves. So children don't know how powerful they are unless they are taught that. And in a culture, as you can see in our culture, especially American culture, from my experience and viewpoint, (laughs) it's riddled with trauma and disconnection. So you can see how disempowered adults are unconsciously passing their disempowered belief systems to their children. And this is what would be more commonly referred to as generational trauma. So as a child, your survival depends, you depend on others. And that survival is the most important thing than anything else. So if you grew up in an environment where your needs were not dominantly met emotionally or physically, See, most people think of physical needs being met and how if you had your physical needs met, then everything's wonderful. But actually, you have emotional needs too. So those also need to be met. Okay, so when you don't have the emotional and physical needs met, you begin to build coping mechanisms as a way to survive that experience. So essentially, you'll do anything you can or need to in order to survive and get those needs met. So the subconscious mind becomes imprinted through these experiences and it takes these experiences forward to reference for what to do in the future automatically if the experience is left unprocessed. So to wrap it up, your childhood experiences are not your fault and you are also not the cause of them. When you're young, you're essentially just a subconscious mind. It's absorbing all of the experiences and information from everything around you. Okay, so you don't have that capability of the rational thinking yet to discern what something means. You just take on the meanings of people around you and then you take that experience for it or you build your own kind of, uh, like I mentioned, mechanisms to survive these experiences and those move forward with you. So let's move on to your adult experience. So your belief systems carry over from childhood until you bring awareness to them and choose to believe differently. So that subconscious imprint is left and you go through life, most people go through life unconsciously 
reacting, I was going to say responding, but really reacting to that subconscious imprint, not knowing what's really going on because they haven't brought awareness to that yet and how those reactions are really a part of a deeper held belief system. I also want to highlight and say that it's extremely, extremely important to know that just because you are the cause of your experiences, it doesn't mean that anything bad that has happened to you is your fault and you especially did not deserve it. Okay, so we're going to clear that out right away. You did not deserve any bad things that happen. They are not your fault. And it is okay to feel however you feel about those scenarios. But the real key to freeing yourself from those experiences is to process and allow the emotions to be released and not allow those experiences to cause you to continue to live in a fear or survival state the rest of your life. Because when you're living in that survival state, you really don't have the ability to access pure joy and happiness on a consistent and regular basis because you're unconsciously fearing things going wrong or not working out. And for a lot of people in those kinds of scenarios growing up in childhood, happiness was short-lived. So you may even hold the belief that you can't let yourself be happy because you'll just be disappointed. When you process these emotions from those past scenarios and experiences, this is going to allow you to access the ability to understand how your concept of yourself or the beliefs you hold played a role in those experiences and how those belief systems really likely highlighted the powerlessness you felt in those scenarios in your past. And again, this is relating to the adult experiences. There is a lot of value to releasing the emotions from your childhood experiences because those do compound and play a role in your belief systems in adulthood as well. But if you see you can usually see a connection between any of those scenarios that didn't feel good and the feelings that you were experiencing there and the thoughts you were having, how those match similar situations, perhaps in childhood or when you were younger. So let's go back to you being the only cause. So what this means is that the circumstances and types of people you're currently experiencing are responding to who you are being and what you believe to be true about yourself, the world, other people, and different areas of life. So that is being reflected back to you through your circumstances. Your circumstances are a reflection of what belief systems you hold. And I also want to add another layer to this by saying that The way that you experience your circumstances and the meaning you give to them, that's telling you who you are as well, or it's telling you what your self-concept is in that moment, or maybe even dominantly. The empowering part of this information is because it means that no circumstance is unchangeable. Any circumstance can be changed just by changing the version of yourself that you're showing up as. And as a reminder, what goes into that are your thoughts feelings, and your behaviors, okay, your belief systems. So when you shift those, then the 3D reality is going to respond differently to you and show you something different. I do want to note that I think it's imperative to know that you are not responsible for someone else's behavior though, all right? So shaming yourself for being treated 
in certain ways is not helpful. And I've actually found that there's more value in reflecting on how you are responding to this behavior, why you respond, and sometimes maybe even react in certain manners, and what belief you hold that keeps you allowing yourself to be treated in unfavorable ways. Okay, so sometimes I'll hear people say, well, I've worked on my self-concept and there's still jerks around me and people are still not very nice to me. Okay, so in that moment, what I would suggest is to look at if that's triggering you and how that is affecting you. What thoughts are you having when that behavior is happening? Okay, so that reflection is going to give you some information because even here's the thing, even if you change your self-concept and you change your belief systems, there's still going to be people around that maybe show up certain ways. You know, there's how many billions of us on earth, right? Billions. (laughs) I think there's billions of us. Oh my gosh. Uh, But however many of us, right? Okay. So the versions of people we experience at different times tells us something, but it's about interacting with that version, right? So if you see someone who is being unkind or they make an offhand comment, if you're not triggered by that, uh, maybe it does trigger you, but who you're being in the moment, what you're going to know about yourself is how you react or show up. So if your self-concept is on point, some person saying some snide remark to you is not really going to affect you and you're probably not going to even really interact with it. Okay, so you may experience people that don't fully match your self-concept. But again, it's the way you interact or choosing not to interact with it at all is going to tell you who you are being. And however you respond or react, there's no judgment. Please don't shame yourself. Please don't judge yourself because that just starts a whole new ball of wax. Okay, take ownership. Just take ownership of whatever you choose to do, okay? Because you can make a different choice next time, all right? So that's my little rant, if you could call it that for the moment. (laughs) Okay, so when you, if you do have, if you are experiencing people that you find yourself interacting with that where there's unfavorable treatment or you're not being treated right, Okay, doing that reflection is going to really give you a glimpse into what you believe to be true about yourself and also what you believe to be true about whatever area of life you're experiencing or maybe even what you believe to be true about that person specifically. Okay, we've talked about cause, we've talked about fault. So what does karma have to do with any of this? Well, here's my take on karma. So you've probably heard people say, you know, karma's a beep. I won't swear, okay? (laughs) Or if you do bad things and bad things are going to happen to you or any kind of variation of this, okay? This is typically how people talk about karma. So if you believe those things, then they're going to be true for you. So, But the only reason that they would be true is because you're manifesting karma working that way through your belief system of what karma is and how it works. So let's look at the dictionary.com definition of karma. So karma means action seen as bringing upon oneself inevitable results, good or bad, either in this life or in a reincarnation. So this eventually got watered down to 
the very the fewest words I could think of. Do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Which to me is really just loaded with judgment. I don't know why, but that even those simple words just feel like they've got a lot of judgment behind them. Okay. Not to mention that good and bad are subjective words anyway. What one person thinks is good, another person might think is bad and vice versa. So, I mean, even good and bad, those are subjective as well. All right, but let's go deeper into karma and look at what it is really at the core, the way that I understand it and have changed my viewpoint on it that I found helpful for me. So karma is also known as the law of cause and effect, which we've been talking about, right? You are the cause, your 3D reality is the effect, law and effect, cause and effect. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Not law and effect, cause and effect. So this is where, again, we're going to go back to that phrase, you reap what you sow comes in, okay? You are the cause and you're 3D experience is the effect. Your 3D reality, that's the effect. So in other words, what you're thinking and saying, feeling, and how you're acting within your reality, which is again known as your belief system, is the cause and your 3D reality is matching that projection of belief systems. Okay, so everything is starting from within. It's all starting with you. Your thoughts have energy, your emotions have energy, your behaviors have an energy behind them, okay? So everything is energy. Everything is energy. So everything's starting from within, but a lot of people actually have it backwards. And so what they will do is rely on their circumstances to tell them how to think, feel, and act or behave, but they don't realize the reason they're experiencing things the way that they are is due to their belief system, which again is likely just a carryover from childhood at some level. And it also can have added pieces of other life experiences because when you have your basic core beliefs from childhood, but then you go through life and you experience other things, you might try to form different beliefs that are going to protect you. Essentially, a lot of belief systems are self-protecting all right, they're protective mechanisms. So that may be added on into whatever you believed in childhood. So what really made this all make sense for me in terms of karma is when I reflected back on things that have already transpired in my life. And I look back and I did a lot of really good things. And I was always doing kind and, you know, good and kind things. But it felt like I didn't really get a lot of that in return. So karma, as it was taught to me, didn't seem to be working the way it was supposed to. <laughs> okay. So when I learned the law of assumption and heard Neville Goddard's quote, you don't get what you want in life. You get what you believe to be true. And he may have actually said, you don't attract what you want in life. You attract what you believe to be true. But in any sense, it's kind of the same sentiment. But hearing this phrase or this quote really made so much sense to me because I saw how my beliefs played out earlier in my life. So going back to me doing good and kind things, it didn't matter that I was kind and giving. Okay, my belief was that I was supposed to be kind and giving regardless of how I was being treated. And so I was kind and giving even when I wasn't being treated very well. So even though 
I was kind and giving. I was putting that out. My belief wasn't that I get that in return. My experience was that I didn't get that in return. And that belief was, you know, an unconscious one that I realized I was holding that I had no idea about (laughs) until I started to really do this deep dive into my belief systems. So that's what really debunked that karma truly meant do good, get good, and do bad, get bad. Essentially, it's all about your belief systems. The ones that you've enacted and are living by, again, those belief systems are about yourself and the world around you. And how the 3D experience is matching those belief systems until you choose to make a shift. And when you start going within and changing those belief systems first without seeing it in the 3D as evidence first, this is what they mean by believing in the unseen. You make those shifts from within and it will eventually ripple out into your 3D if you're persistent and consistent with yourself in shifting these beliefs. So your reality is always going to reflect back to you experiences that match what you dominantly think, say, and feel in conjunction with how you act in your reality. And again, it's the meaning that you're giving to your circumstances that matter. And a question that's really powerful to reflect on is, do you let your circumstances dictate how you think, feel, and act and what to believe about yourself and life in your 3D reality? Or are you going to stop that in its tracks and make that shift for yourself? And start believing differently first and changing the meaning of what you're experiencing so that you can live a different life. All right, to wrap this all up, reflect back on your life. Can you see how some of your belief systems have played out or how you projected past experiences onto present ones and they played out the same even if the people or places were different? And you may even as you're doing this reflection, notice some patterns in your life, okay, and in different areas. So taking ownership of your experience by examining your belief systems so you can shift the cause you're putting out is going to in turn shift the effect, which is your 3D reality experience. So go within, reflect on those belief systems, see what your 3D experience or effect is showing you so you can start to believe differently, shift that cause, and experience a different effect in your reality. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining me. I will catch you on the next wave.